I bet you never heard of a killer. I drop bombs like Hiroshima. Hola, como estas? What's up with it, man? I had to come through and um, I actually scheduled this live yesterday and didn't get a chance to swoop through and I'm sitting up here waiting. You know, I know Queen's Throne is going to be going live sometime tonight. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm sort of waiting on that. And as I'm waiting, obviously I'm sort of digesting the news like you're probably digesting the news <laughs> amazing it's amazing man listen shout out to Doreen is blessed shout out to Doreen much appreciation thanks for coming through thanks for supporting but yeah like um Donald Trump <laughs> Donald Trump has announced his 2024 presidential bid Donald Trump is announcing that he is running again for president he wants to try to win the 2024 election <laughs> this after the in you know inciting a riot this after being impeached Twice the only president in history to have ever been impeached twice. No other president has ever had that honor. Now there's been Two other presidents impeached, right? Clinton, in our recent life, he was one, but he was not impeached twice. <laughs> mm. But he's announced his bid for 2024. But listen, this is what's really very interesting to me, though, because I think everything happens for a reason, and I think that absolutely some people strategize when it comes to 
um, making announcements and that sort of a thing. And I think that's what we've seen with Vice President Mike Pence over the last few days. And see, oh, what a way to tear the attention off of Mike Pence and the fact that his own vice president just sat down, did an exclusive interview with 2020 with ABC News and pretty much aired President Trump's, pretty much aired him out. Butt cheeks and all, baby. Um, it's it's crazy that we would even see a situation where a vice president would even come out on live national television saying the things that Pence was saying, although we've been all calling for him to come out and speak on this whole situation for the longest. But he called President Trump's words reckless. I mean, he just, he went, it, it was, listen, this was a day ago. So Mike Pence, he goes out. And you know, shout out uh, to Inked Up with Misty, you know, I actually really believe that's absolutely Another money grab for Trump. Another way to get dollars. You got to keep in mind, Trump doesn't even have his passport right now. Don't forget about all of the top secret, high-level, <laughs> secured secrets that he took to Mar-a-Lago. Not Mar-a-Lago, right? Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> As his former fixer would say, Michael Cohen who's been raking his ass over hot coals. <laughs> but here's the thing. When January 6th happened, the Capitol, Donald Trump pretty much put his vice president's life on the line that day and his <laughs> vice president's family. Um, Mike Pence, although I'm not a fan of Mike Pence, that man, his wife was with him in the Capitol. His daughter was with him in the Capitol. No, his passport has been, uh, Donald Trump's passport was taken into custody a few months ago. Oh, yeah. After the um, FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, Trump's passports were seized. Yep. So right now, Trump can't even leave the country. But what a way to pull the attention off of what Mike Pence is saying right now. Explosive, explosive interview with ABC. And it's interesting, you don't really hear anyone talking about it, do you? It's not even really getting wrapped up in the news cycles like it should be. And then Donald Trump comes out today and announces that he's going to run for 2024. Well, this is what his vice president sat down. Okay. His vice president, he was the United States vice president for four years. This was just 20, not even 24 hours ago. ABC News exclusive, our interview with former Vice President Mike Pence, speaking for the first time about January 6th, his role that day, and about former President Trump. The former Vice President sitting down with me at his home in Indiana. He spent four years as the loyal Vice President. 
He was there in the weeks after the 2020 election, and he was there on January 6th, breaking with the former president. Tonight, what he says about the former president's words and actions. Listen, calling you're going to hear Mike Pence say something here, y'all. That is stunning. And we listen, Mike Pence. I know some of your folks, you know, uh, public relations. I know somebody will see this, right? See this video. You should have been enacting the 25th Amendment when you had support to do so. There was support. But he wouldn't do it. And then this happened. And you're going to hear Mike Pence. What's the word I'm looking for? He, it's not making an assumption. He's not making an assumption, but what he's doing, he's going to make a statement. And I think that everyone needs to pay very close attention to the statement that he's going to make and what he alludes to. That's the word I'm looking for, what he's going to allude to. Pence has a lot of uh, political experience, although I used to hear quite a lot that there were people that were unhappy um, with some of the policies that he he enacted. Mike Pence is a very hard, he's much so a hardcore Republican, no question. And he votes down those lines. But listen, He's going to allude to something, and it's actually quite stunning. And amazingly, again, I'm not hearing anyone talk about this. So if we're going to talk about Donald Trump announcing that he's running for 2024, then we need to talk about what his vice president said about him just yesterday. Shout out to the Leak You community. Please join us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast and Amazon Music. Please hit the like. Thank you. Reckless. Penn saying Trump endangered him, his family, and everyone at the Capitol. And tonight, for the first time, we hear from Pence about the motorcade waiting to race him out of the Capitol, Pence refusing to get in the car. And tonight, with the former president set to announce as soon as tomorrow that he is running again, we ask Pence, should Donald Trump ever be president again? Our interview tonight with Mike Pence. I know this is the first time you're talking about January 6th, and we appreciate it. And that's where I want to begin. The morning of January 6th, shortly after 11 a.m., and I know the phone rings, uh, the operator says, please hold for the president. What did he ask you? What did he say to you when he came on the line? I picked up the phone and the president uh, asked me where I was on the electoral count that would take place that day. And I told him, uh, despite what you issued last night from your campaign, Mr. President, you know, I've been very clear that I don't have the authority to reject votes during the electoral count or return those votes to the states. And uh, it went downhill from there. Wow. The president became very irate on the phone. Um, he um, Listen, you need to understand, for those of you that aren't really niftied up into the politics of this, I'm telling you right now, when you watch this interview, there's absolutely nothing that this man is saying in this interview that wasn't cleared through a thousand lawyers first. Okay, for one. For two, 
watch the camera angles, y'all. Watch the camera angles because it says a lot. I'm telling you. He said that if that this was true, then he made a mistake five years ago. Mm. You write that the president told you you will go down as a wimp. And you reminded him of the oath that you both took? The president often said... Yeah, that, glad uh, you're here, Misty. Uh, we need to protect the country. And I reminded him. Uh, we both took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. I told him it was a promise that I made uh, to the American people and to Almighty God. Did you ever point blank say to the president, I will not do this, I will mm. not intervene, we lost this election? I did, mm. David, many times. We know because we have learned in testimony since that it's believed that the president was aware that people in that crowd, that some of them might have been armed. And that he then said, we're going to march to the Capitol and sent them there anyway. He knew you were at the Capitol, that lawmakers were at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. What do you make of that? Well, I... Mm. But the president's words were reckless, and his actions were reckless. The president's words that day at the rally endangered me and my family and everyone at the Capitol building. Now, listen, I just got to say this. It's about damn time, Mike Pence. It's been about time that you sat down and did this because he owed this. Mike Pence absolutely owed this to the American people. Don't get it twisted. You want to be a president or a vice president or you want to hold some sacred position, especially one in office. You hold responsibility and you belong to the people at that point, right? You do. And the higher up in office you go, the more that you give or belong to the people. And, and now he is very clearly separating himself. Now I want to know what drove him to come out and do this interview and separate himself. Finally, did he know that Donald Trump was going to come out here tonight and announce his run? Oh, I bet that has a little bit to do with it. I wonder how the Republican Party is feeling tonight behind those closed doors. Some of those rich <laughs> party members. When did you learn? Y'all must be up in arms. The Capitol. When Elizabeth McDonough, the parliamentarian of the Senate, turned around in her chair and said, uh, rioters have breached the first floor of the Capitol. And then my Secret Service agent, Maximilian, came on the House floor and said, Mr. Vice President, we got to go. You saw him walking right toward you? Yes. He told me that we needed to leave the building because rioters had breached the Capitol on the House side. Mm. You're in that small office off the Senate chamber now with your wife, Karen, your daughter, Charlotte, your brother, Greg, who's also a member of Congress. And you're all watching on a small TV mm -hmm. in that office. What did you make of what you were seeing? It infuriated me. <laughs> As the television images started to unfold, to see people smashing their way through windows, 
to see them assaulting police officers and uh, climbing one over another in a riotous scene. Um, it angered me, David. And um, I, was, I, was, I was filled with an indignation that um, not this, not here, not in America. We've all seen that image now of your wife, Karen, pulling the curtain closed right. in that office. What was she seeing and hearing? What led her to close that curtain? Well, we could hear the crowd outside the Capitol. Um, and when we began to move, we could hear the crowds inside the Capitol. Was there fear in that office when Karen closed the curtain and you were watching on that TV what was unfolding? I must tell you, I, um, I felt no fear. I, I was filled with um, indignation about what I saw. The Secret Service came in shortly thereafter and told me I need to leave the building again. And I said, I'm, I'm not leaving. But when my lead agent, Tim Gables, who is a, a great public servant, came in and said, sir, we've got to get you out of the building now. Um, I stuck my finger in his chest and said, you're not hearing me. I'm not leaving. I said, I'm not giving those people the sight of a 16 car motorcade speeding away from the Capitol. And at that point he uh, looked at me and said, well, you can't stay here. That's a glass door. We can't protect you here. And at that point, uh, Tim Gable said, well, we, we could take you to the loading dock. That's, that's secure. We have all seen that image of mm. you. Man. <laughs> Listen, there are people that are literally looking at his body language, okay? There will be people that will look at this interview and they will analyze his body language. And I got to tell you, he comes off as pretty honest to me. But that's not really the question, is it? It really isn't. The fact of the matter is this is America. <laughs> Welcome to the great United States of America. And although Donald Trump has did all of that, he still can run for office. coming out of the office, going down the stairs. In that moment, what could you hear and how close were the rioters? Well, well, we could hear the sound of footfall and, and, and chanting and, and crowd noise. I wouldn't learn till much later that, um, that the rioters had actually come fairly close to where we were. How close? Um, I'd, I'd leave that to others. I mean, there have been reports they were just 40 feet away. You're now at the loading dock and you see that the motorcade has now been repositioned facing outward to go up the ramp and out of the Capitol. Right. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, they were walking us toward the motorcade with the doors on our suburban open on either side. And I saw that they had positioned vehicles 
on the ramp. And uh, I just turned to my Secret Service lead and said, I'm not getting in that car. Listen, he wanted you just to wait in the car. We're going to have it, sir. We're not. Listen, what he's about to say here at this part is probably the most heart-dropping portion of this conversation, what he's about to allude to. Not leaving, that he heard me. We're not leaving. We're just going to have you hold in the car. Why wouldn't you get in the car? Well, I looked at... He said, we're not leaving. And I said, I said, Tim, you're a man of integrity, but you're not driving that car. And I, I just assumed that if we got in the car and closed those 200 pound doors that not my team in the loading dock, but that somebody maybe back at secret service headquarters would simply give the driver an order to go. And you were concerned that if you left the Capitol, you might be prevented from getting back to certify that vote. By flushing the Capitol, by forcefully sending those riders into that Capitol building and disrupting everything, by forcing Vice President Mike Pence to leave, he would not be able to certify the vote. He would not be able to certify the results of the election that Trump was so upset about. The vice president is the person that certifies the election vote. And that's why he was there that day. So if he can't certify the vote, what does that mean? You know what it means. I... Donald Trump is playing real dirty, y'all. I think that was it, David. I just didn't want those rioters to see the vice president's motorcade speeding away from Capitol Hill. I didn't want to give them that satisfaction. Members were barricaded inside the House chamber. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of it all, you can see that the president has tweeted. 2.24 p.m., the president tweets, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. It angered me. But I turned to my daughter who was standing nearby and I said, it doesn't take courage to break the law. Mm. It takes courage to uphold the law. I mean, the president's words were reckless. It was clear he decided to be part of the problem. It was almost immediate, the moment the tweet went out, and you could see the response from rioters on the Hill. They were saying, hang Mike Pence, nothing but a traitor. He deserves to burn with the rest of them. Well, I had, I had no doubt that it would um, have the effect it had. Over the course of several mm. hours, you spoke with the acting defense secretary. You spoke with the joint chiefs of staff, General Milley. I did. You spoke with the acting attorney general, Jeff Rosen, with the chief of Capitol Police. Where was the president in all this? Hmm. 
David, I was at the Capitol. Mm. I wasn't at the White House. And when you learned later that he was watching all this unfold on TV? I can't, I can't account for what the president was doing that day. President Trump was sitting in a dining room for a good portion of the afternoon when this happened with his fat ass in front of Fox News. Okay. He was off into the dining room area, which is off to the Oval Office there. By the way, five people died that day. I would be so pissed off, Misty, if I was this man. <laughs> Especially, I mean, he really was quite loyal to Trump to a point where he angered a lot of people with his, because it seemed like he never would stand up for himself. But there's no question that Donald Trump absolutely threw him up under a, a bus, motorcade, um, he literally, Donald Trump is very crafty at being able to direct things and, and the way he directed things that day. Uh, hell of a little, yeah. The Capitol where riot was taking place. But why wasn't he making these calls? Um, that'd be a good question for him. Mm. Is there any excuse when you see the Capitol is under attack? When you know that your loyal vice president is at the Capitol with his wife, with lawmakers and their staff members, that you would wait until 4.17 p.m. to say, go home. David, I don't know what the president was doing that afternoon. I know that what some testimony that's been presented to the January 6th committee. But I knew what my duty was and my determination to do it. At any point on that day, on January 6th, this, this was unfolding. Did the president reach out to talk to you, to ask you how you were doing, to check on your safety? Uh, I never heard from the president or the White House that day. Mm. We do know that the former president could announce any day now that he's running for president yet again. Given all that you witnessed in the Capitol on that day, this is a pretty straightforward question, a yes or a no. Do you believe that Donald Trump should ever be president again? David, I think that's up to the American people. But I think we'll have better choices in the future. Mm. You know, the people of this country actually get along pretty well once you get out of politics. And I think they want to see their national leaders start to reflect that same, that same compassion and generosity of spirit. And I think, uh, so in the days ahead, I, I think, I think there will be better choices, better choices than Donald Trump. Um, and, uh, mm. for me and my family, we, uh, will be reflecting about what our role is in that. Will you run for president in 2024? Well, we're giving a consideration in our house, prayerful consideration. Do you believe you can be Let's stop right there, okay? Because, uh-uh, no. <laughs> uh-uh. I watched Pence bend over um, the for entire four years, and I am absolutely not interested in a 
a Pence White House. I, I'm so done with everything Donald Trump. Now listen, by the way, shout out to Keith Olbermann, man. <laughs> still doing it over there. Keith Olbermann is still doing it. Keith Olbermann has been a very a staunch Trump critic. He's very much so left-leaning, left, um, you know, he's definitely left or whatever. Um, but he's, you know, he's been doing some very interesting videos. And I think he had the most colorful ones when we were facing the real literal possibility that Donald Trump could be elected as president. And the fact that he has now announced his run for 2024, how does that make you guys feel? Can you do another? Can you do Donald Trump for another four years? Now I know you don't have to even like Biden or what Biden's doing. Shout out to the Leak You community. Please join us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Please hit the like. Thank you. Oh, man, which one is the worst e evil? Okay. You Donald Trump? Not interested in the Pence. Well, right that now. would be for others to say. And it'd be for us to decide whether or not we'd want to. I, I do appreciate the fact that Pence did at least say there would be better choices, meaning that he would never in a, in a million years vote for Trump again. I kind of wish you would have just said that. This man done endangered your life, endangered the life of your family. You don't owe Trump shit. Test that. Looks like you've so been you decided to run and he's up 10 there. Years, so don't he? <laughs> so be it. And we should note tonight that there is much more to this interview, what we had never heard before. Mike Pence on the first conversation he had with the president five days after January 6th. But the president said to him what the president asked him in that moment. Also, what President Trump acknowledged about that rally. And when was the last time they spoke? Also, Mike Pence on the midterms. Did Trump hurt Republicans? Pence on the classified documents. And we asked Pence, does he regret mm. his own rhetoric? What Pence said himself just days before January 6th. It all airs at a primetime special tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern, right here. Breaking with the president, the Mike Pence interview, again, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on ABC and on Hulu. And Mike Pence's book, So Help Me God, comes out tomorrow. Of course he has a book. <laughs> of course he has a book. What do you mean? I knew there had to be something to it. I knew it. Like, none of these political, these politicians, absolutely, they all, they all fucking lie, okay? Every single last one of them. Period. End of story. You don't have to like either side. Period. You don't have, you don't have to like either side. But this here, man. Y'all. I just want you to imagine four more years of Donald Trump. Chaos. 
It's, not, it's only word chaos. It's the only word I can think of that just really fits the bill. Shout out to the Leak You community. Please join us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Please hit the like. Thank you. Yeah. I think that uh, every American needs to watch this interview of Vice President Mike Pence opening up with David Moore on uh, with ABC News. I mean, man, shout out to him for even getting an interview like that. Probably that interview, this interview with Mike Pence has probably got to be one of the top sought after interviews this year. For sure. Even more sought after than one sitting down with Donald Trump. Because people want to know, what was he thinking? What, you know, they want to know all these different details. And mostly people want to know, how does Vice President Mike Pence feel about Donald Trump? And I think we know the answer to that. I'm out of here, guys. Until next time. Oh, I forgot to mention, <laughs> if you all, uh, you know, where I'm going to be, I'll be over at Queen's Throne, y'all. So, uh, yeah, there's that. I'm out, y'all. to the Leak You community, please join us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music.
please hit the like. Thank you. judgment sentence that you are an asshole the trial is over thank you everybody let's play a game you have 10 seconds to take all your stuff and get out of my life 10 9 8 god bless you motherfucker you're really smart like really 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 smart like i am